0: This is another episode of Vodka Soda Happy Hour, special edition. Jake is busy working, doing adult things, so I hopped on here. This is Mike, by the way. I hopped on with my cousin Luke. Uh, Luke, you have a radio show covering NFL stuff, right? Yes, I I do. I started at my uh, school in Western
1: New England. It's called The Cut, Cut, and um, and, um, we usually talk about football football and uh, some some other nonsense.
0: nonsense. So when is that on?
1: Uh, Last Last semester semester was on Mondays 4 to 6. This This coming coming semester... It's still to be determined, so I haven't figured it out
0: yet. We'll have to get that information out to people when it's time to go. But uh, you know, I just wanted to hop you on here quick. We're going to talk for a little bit of time here about the NFL coming up. You are an NFL expert, in my opinion, because I do know you since I've known you since maybe, uh, probably just as long as my brother has. He was literally in the hospital room when you were born. But uh, (laughs) aside from that, I think you're you're one of my closest cousins, and you do know your NFL. So I wanted to get you on here to get your opinion on the Wild Card Weekend. Are you even excited for these games?
1: Uh, One One of them I'm really hyped for. One of them I have some interest as a legitimate fan, fan and the other two I so...
0: (laughs) Which one's the legitimate fan?
1: Uh, I have been on the Detroit Detroit Lions bandwagon for a couple couple years now, now, but this year uh, specifically, you know, they've they've had eight comeback comeback wins, wins, and I'm I'm a big big Matt Stafford guy, so so. i really rooting for them to... Don't no, no, they,
0: they will. will but. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice if they beat Seattle. What's the other one? The other one is the I'm going to guess that the the great game is obviously Sunday night. Yeah, the
1: Packers, Packers and Giants, and the one of the
0: four That mean that game's going to be unbelievable. Uh that that has all the makings of I mean it's Rodgers, it's Odell, it's got the stars, it's also you know, a, a, a rivalry in a sense. I guess you could say those two are rivals, are perennial powerhouses and stuff like that. But that's the big one. And then, um, so you want you you're just caring about the NFC entirely, even though you're a Patriots fan. You have no intention of watching any AFC games or anything like that. Well, I'm, I'm
1: going to watch them. them. I mean, they're, they're not going to be great, great though. though. Uh, really, really, the, 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 the big, big AFC, AFC game besides the Patriots, the Patriots that's, that's going to draw interest any interest is, is the if Kansas City, City has to play in Pittsburgh next week, next which should happen, happen all things considered, but. but I mean, I mean, to the game, game first. first so. There's
0: no way we end up with Pittsburgh, right, New England? No, nope, they,
1: they cannot, cannot see Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh so they're, they're going to see Houston, Houston Oakland, and Oakland, and
0: Miami. So, layup. <laughs> oh, my God. That is Houston. That's Brock, Matt Moore, and Connor Cook. Yep. yep. Versus, Versus Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Versus Tom Brady. So that's one. And then the other one, yeah, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, I guess, would be a decent draw. Nobody's going to care about the Patriots divisional game. The other side, you could see... What's the what's the setup of the NFC? It goes... So, so
1: it's Seattle's the, the three and Detroit's the six. So if Seattle wins, wins, they see Atlanta. Atlanta. And, and if, if Detroit, Detroit wins, wins, they see Dallas. Dallas. And, and then, then the, the four or five, five is Green Bay, Bay. And the Giants and They, they all, all depend on who, on who wins the Detroit-Seattle Detroit, uh, Seattle game. game.
0: Wow. Can you imagine your reward as the Falcons for getting the two seed in the NFC is Seattle? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's That's awful. The NFC is absolutely loaded. Who's your money on to come out of the NFC? That's
1: That's the thing. thing. We've We've been been talking about about this. this. I've I've been been running a a podcast for my show. show. Even Even back when we were doing doing it, like way back, back, probably around week 12. I've been, I don't know. It's wide open, man. I mean, Dallas obviously has to be the favorite technically, but there's a lot of good teams in the NFC right now. So it's going to be fun to play out.
0: If I gave you 50 bucks right now to put on a team, who is it?
1: Man. I don't know, my, my thing, thing is that, that this rebate the Gi- uh, Gi- Gi- Giants game could double as, like, the, the NFC Championship in a lot of ways. I, I think, think whoever wins that has the best time to try coming out. out. So, I, I mean, mean rebate's hot right now, now but you don't feel like Eli can a lot of some he's Patriots
0: fan, so. Yeah, especially after he sleepwalks in. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. The, the big sign of, of Eli doing Eli things is when he seems to – if he's cold – like, you know how if you play a sport and you warm up, and if you're hot in warm-ups, you're usually hot in games, vice versa – he's kind of the opposite where if he goes into the playoffs playing as bad as possible, he'll come into the playoffs and just suddenly become frigging Joe Montana. But if he kind in playing well, he'll end up putting an Eli stinker up. So that's a good point. I've, I've never been a big fan of wildcard weekend just simply because I think that the NFL for the most part does a really good job of spacing out the schedule given the 17 weeks and one week by whatever. I think that if you win a divisional game, Heading in or win a wild card game, excuse me, and then head into the divisional round, you're hotter than the other team coming in because it's not like it's a true bye week where you have two weeks to prepare for somebody. It's it, you still get the same amount of preparation time, but you just have more of a routine. So, I've never been a big fan of teams sitting out the divisional game. I, I, I would much rather see it go to eight and have everybody play together.
1: That, yeah, yeah, that is, is a good point. point. I mean, if, if you, you look in look at recent history, recent history the last 10, ten years, years or so, or it used to be you get the one, one or two seeds to seed the Super Bowl. bowl or, or, Starting, Starting with Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh in 05, the year Big Ben led it. has been, been wild card team almost every year, and every other year, year. So New England one 101 uh,
0: is a wild card team.
1: Yeah, so, so it, it's, it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be interesting, interesting to see. You know, usually, usually if you get a team like Green like that's hot, or the, the Giants from the, the history, those are teams to keep, to keep an eye on. on. But I'm, I'm kind of with, with you. I like the divisional round a little better. I like seeing the.
0: Big boys boys go go out it, you know? Absolutely. Okay, so just so we're five minutes in, let's get into this a little bit. We're gonna go game by game and break it down, going through how the teams did this season and what their strengths and weaknesses were. Let's start with the Saturday noon game or the afternoon game. We're looking at the Oakland Raiders led by Connor Cook against the Houston Texans led by Brock Osweiler. Start wherever you want here with this one.
1: Well, the thing, the thing I'm gonna say first is, first is like credit the, the NFL, NFL for putting, putting the worst game first. Um, <laughs> This Every game year. would be so, so much, much more fun to Eric didn't get hurt her. I mean you hate seeing anybody get hurt, especially like hurt. that. But, but Oakland, I mean they have they the, have the weapons, weapons on offense. Carter, Carter Cook, Cook, he not you know, you we, know can't we can't say he's bad because he's a question, question mark. mark. We yeah, haven't no, no one's, one's seen, seen him play there really. really. It's his so so first career start. Yeah, I'm not gonna say he's gonna go out there and light up and throw four hundred yards, but with Amari Cooper and Crabtree and you know a good running in there, he could be decent and uh you know, you know, I think, I think Oakland, Oakland, Oakland can move the ball on these guys. guys. And, you know, it, all it all depends, depends on, Connor
0: on Connor Cook, Cook though. though. Yeah. Big Big question question. If Connor Cook is one one-third of what Derek Carr was able to do, he has one of the best receiving cores in the NFL. Uh, Jalen Richard is not great, but he's, he's formidable. He was great as a product of a really good passing attack, so I'm curious to see if they can actually become a run-first team as opposed to the way they've been all season. Because the Crabtree Cooper... Pairing allowed defenses or allowed the offense to spread it out and run through the middle of, uh, of a very soft underbelly of defenses. So, I, I don't understand how they're going to be able to score points against Houston. Houston's a good defense. I see this game being like, did you see the over under was like 38 and a half?
1: Yeah, I, I, I see it being like, like 19, 19 13 13 or something.
0: Yeah, it's going to be yeah. ugly. Um, on the other side of the ball, Brock Osweiler getting start. Um, are you, uh, a believer that Osweiler is lost potential or do you think he's still got hope to find it eventually?
1: I think, I think he's lost potential. Uh, I, I think, think that last year in Denver they had such a great defense, defense and people, people tend, tend to forget this year they had Emmanuel Sanders and Mary Thomas. Thomas. Those are two, two pretty, pretty good receivers, receivers plus a running, you know, pretty, pretty good running game man. there. I, I think, think they masked a lot of his weaknesses last year, year and that's what people saw. You put it on a team like Houston, Houston they do, do have weapons on the offense, but they're asking him to do a lot more than I think they did last year in Denver it's, it's exposing him. him. I mean, I mean he, he was he was projected was like as a like a fourth or fifth, fifth round pick, and, pick, and, then, and then, you, you know, know, he had a couple, a couple of good workouts, and he jumped to the second round when they drafted him. So it's not like this guy had you know, all, all the potential coming out of college.
0: college. Right, he's just he's tall. <laughs> <the world. laughs>
1: he's yeah, <cute>. he's <laughs> huge.
0: Yeah, I – I, okay, so I, you remember that game, obviously, like all Patriots fans do, where where uh, in Denver, Brock was able to pick us apart in the regular season. That game just stay just stays in my head, in my head a little bit. I don't I don't really feel like he's done. You know what I mean? Like I feel like we could we could see him. Just you know, he's young. Obviously, this is his first yeah. full season.
1: And I like, and I like Bill O'Brien as, as a coach. coach. I, I think he's a good, good offensive, offensive coach. coach. And, and don't, don't get me wrong. wrong. I, I think he, he could. could. You know, you know they, they got, got weapons there. there and he could, could turn, turn on. on. I, just, I just at this, at this point, point in the season, season don't see it. Maybe next year. You know, going forward. But at this point in time, he looks like lost potential.
0: I agree with you there. Um so that game is obviously the least important of all of them. Do you have a prediction for that game? Who gets through? I, I do.
1: I actually have all predictions for these games. games because we did something like this the other, the other day. day. Um, um, I, I think Houston's, Houston's going to win. They, you know, you they, know, they played, played better at home. They, they do have, have a pretty, pretty good defense, defense on paper. On paper although, although when you, you play, play Jacksonville twice a year, you know, your numbers, numbers can be a little inflated. Um, um, they do have a good running game. Lamar Miller he's a pretty good signing, and they have the weapons. and I just don't know what we're going to get from Connor Cook. So I think it's going to be a so they said,
0: said field goal I fast, fast, but I'm going to Houston, Houston in this one. one. You know, with Houston. Okay, I, I I agree with you here. I think Houston is, is a is a put-together team. DeAndre Hopkins is going to have a role to play in this game today. Lamar Miller uh, – is Lamar Miller healthy? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That, I think going sure. to
1: okay. game.
0: Yeah, I think they're fine. I think Houston's going to walk through Oakland. Uh, I, th- I don't think Connor Cook's going to play horribly. I think they're going to probably put a cap on him. He's probably only going to throw the ball 15, 20 times. Yeah. Um, and Oakland's not going to be able to move the ball very well. Khalil Mack will do all he can. That defense is pretty good, but at the end of the day, Houston's a put together team, and Oakland's without its leader. So I'm going to go with Houston. Uh, yeah, that's
1: right.
0: Should you want to stay on the AFC or do you want to jump over? Let's just stay on set. Let's stay on the schedule. So we're going to go all with right. the Detroit game here. You you are you have a lot of rooting interest as a Lions uh, backpacker bandwagoner right now. Sure. Uh, I
1: mean, I like since Stafford got there. I like him at Georgia.
0: Okay, then, you know, Roots going to do well, well. So, so it's been, been a couple of years now. Years now. Do, do they have any chance?
1: I think, I think they do. I don't I, I don't, don't think they're going to win. It's one my prediction now. I don't think, don't think they're going to no, win. win. Okay. But, but you, know, you know, they're their team, a team that, that overachieved this year, this year. They, they didn't, didn't have that tough of a schedule, and they had to pull a lot of games out from, you know, out of nowhere. But I think if it's – they're going to keep it close in the fourth quarter, even if so, even just because, you know, Seattle can't move the ball. I think they have the defensive line. Seattle's offensive line is horrible. They're like the opposite of Dallas. I, I think Detroit, Detroit has the front, front board, You know, know to get, to get some, some pressure on Wilson, Wilson make, make him do some things he doesn't want, want to. I, again, again I, don't I don't think they're going to win. win. But, but if it's close to the court, you never, you never know. know. We, we saw a Chicago, Chicago and Cleveland win titles this year. year. Maybe, Maybe the Lions, they, they got
0: Seattle can't run the ball. Nope. nope. Can't run the ball. Can't protect Russell Wilson. Their best receiver is Doug Baldwin. Tyler Lockett's hurt. They don't really involve Jimmy Graham that much. If Russell Wilson doesn't do Russell Wilson things... They're not going to score twenty. They're not going to score twenty-four points. No, no
1: they are not. not.
0: And Matthew Stafford has the ability, like you said. Remember how you talked about how Brock was exposed for not having weapons like he did in Denver. I think Matt Stafford is the exact opposite type of quarterback. Uh,
1: I 100 agree. I said, I said that before the season, before the season that, that this would help me. Not having a Megatron man.
0: right. Absolutely, absolutely. So he's the he's the kind of player who when the line breaks down and the receivers have run their routes and now it's all about chemistry and feet and mobility and decision-making, Matt Stafford has everything. I mean, he was the quarterback of an like a really bad team. So when when your team eventually gets good, you don't just forget about how to deal with yourself when you were bad. So I, okay. So just like you said, Seattle is arguably the front runner here. Uh, I mean, people are sleeping on Detroit big time, but, There's a couple people that know a lot about football that are starting to mumble a little bit. You know, hey, don't sleep on this Detroit team. I think this game – yeah. That was my thing.
1: I don't mean to interrupt you, but that was my thing. I'm not sleeping on this team. You know, it's going to be hard to go in Seattle and beat the Seahawks. They've got a good home field advantage there for whatever it's called now. But I don't sleep on this team. I don't – people around here, at least, from my friends, are like, it's going to be a 14-point game or a 21-point game. I think it's going to come right down the fourth quarter. Yep. Maybe Seattle scores late at the end. To, to make, make it, it like a 10-point 10 10 point game. game. But
0: I, I think it's going so, to be the fourth quarter. And nobody's going to be really, like, for the people that aren't watching the game intently, they're going to check their phone and it's going to be like 17-13 to start the fourth quarter. And people are going to yeah. be like, whoa, what's going on here? Uh, one more side note about Detroit, and this is something that I feel pretty strongly about. I'm pretty pissed at the Detroit ownership for the other day. They put on this, this uh, you know, we're going to evaluate Jim Caldwell's future. Like, are you kidding me? He's taken you to the playoffs two out of the last three seasons. You continue to think that he's on the hot seat when, in reality, if he if he misses the playoffs next year, they're probably going to fire him, and it's one of the most bullshit things I've ever heard.
1: No, I completely agree with you there. And what people forget about is they got they off to a, a horrible start last year. They started like one and seven. seven. They, they lost a lot of close games. They got they blown up by Kansas, Kansas City. Then they fired their, their offensive coordinator, and, and they went six and two down the stretch, stretch. and Stafford looked really well. Yeah. So. I, I think Koppel's been really good, good for that program. program. I agree, agree. with you. I don't,
0: I don't know a canyon, but I know. I, I can't know believe that. that. So that, that's that's one thing I don't feel strongly about. I think Detroit's trying to to shake the stigma that they're one of these loser franchises and I think that they in their heads the way to do that would be to switch up their personnel. And I think in reality the way that they should do that is just to continue to be consistent the way they are in the NFC and and I, I think that they have a chance to continue to be good for a while with Stafford at the helm, and I don't think switching Caldwell would do anything beneficial for them. So I just had to air that out. Um, no,
1: I I completely I agree. agree. So, so
0: so let's move on to the – so you you say Seattle, I say Seattle as well. Um, but I do think it's going to be like a 24-21 or like a 27-21 type of game. Yeah, yeah I, I, I totally agree. Just
1: and just one quick side note on, on Seattle. They, they to me like are like the, like like
0: the anti-Cowboys, Cowboys, whereas the, the Cowboys, Cowboys have such have a such great offensive, offensive line that – it they can, can mask, mask a, lot a lot of their problems. problems. Their,
1: their line Seattle, Seattle exposes a lot of their problems. problems. So this, this isn't is the, 13 the 13 or 14 Seahawks, Seahawks that were walking to the, the Super Bowl. Super this, is this is a team, team that has flaws and can be had. So. Yeah, I think
0: a lot of people just see the name Seahawks and assume tough defense, great um, running game, and Russell Wilson. And in reality, it's none of that right now. No,
1: it's
0: not. Okay. Um, the next game, Pittsburgh, Miami. Uh, we watched New England manhandle Miami last week. Um, Pittsburgh... Back pedals into the playoffs on the back of a near loss to the Browns. Is this a must-win game for Mike Tomlin? I don't
1: think it's a. I mean, for his legacy in Pittsburgh, I think it's a, m- I mean, a must-win must game. game. He's, He's obviously, obviously not going to lose his job after this year, year. right? Uh, uh, I mean, it's, it's funny with this game though. Everyone's, everyone's picking Pittsburgh, gonna, you know, I think they're going to win too. But they, they did lose to Miami early in the season. They lose off J. and uh. Big, Big Ben played, played in that, that game. It wasn't like it was Landry Jones out there. there. It, was, it was Big Ben. You know, it was, was in Miami, but they had a hard, had a hard time stopping,
0: stopping him in the first time around. Time around. He, he still looks great. great so. so. Yeah, Jay Ajayi is – we will be able to mention him later with the uh, with the whole you know surprise player segment that we're going to do in a little bit. But Jay Ajayi is a freak. I mean, he stays low to the ground. He flies. He was able to torch – was that one of his 200-yard games, a Pittsburgh game? That
1: was uh, one of those. Pittsburgh and Buffalo, Buffalo twice.
0: twice. Yeah. So that, that tells you all you need to know. I mean, those are those are not bad run defenses, and he was able to rip apart Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's big and physical on defense, but I don't know if they're necessarily fast enough to keep up with that. The the question what comes down to is, is is Matt Morgan be able to move the ball?
1: See, See my, my thing is, I think, I think, think Miami has, has the weapons, weapons with Landry, Landry and Stills and Ajayi. If, if they, they get, get the run running game going, going they, they can keep, keep this one close maybe, maybe even steal it, it but... but it's, it's, it all depends, it depends on the run. On the run. If they they can't, can't run the ball, ball and they, they put the whole game, game on Matt, Matt Moore's shoulders. shoulders it's it's going to turn, turn to, a, you, you know, Pittsburgh's going to go down and score, and then Matt Moore's going to have, have to match Big Ben, ben and Antonio Brown. Brown you know, we just can't,
0: can't do that. that. Right, and, and and he's not exactly, <laughs> he's not going to be able to run away with it and put up 35, 40 points. I mean, it's not going to be a random night for Miami to get hot or anything like that. So they're going to have to hope that Antonio Brown's a little bit out of sync and Le'Veon Bell isn't doing Le'Veon bell things. But Roethlisberger hasn't looked great.
1: He is he's not. Uh, he's thrown throwing, uh, he's
0: not throwing all the interceptions,
1: interceptions lately. Brown, Brown Bell, Bell, known on that, that touchdown, touchdown against Baltimore. Yeah. And, uh, Chris Eve and, uh, and obviously, Bell's been, been unstoppable since he got hot, hot. So, they, they really, really it's been more, more Brown, Brown show than it has been, been Big ben. ben. But he's, he's always dangerous against these spots. Spots.
0: And that's what scares me when I asked earlier about Pittsburgh when I said, is there any way New England can end up with Pittsburgh? It's It's basically just because when you have one of the best receivers in football, one of the best running backs in football, and a quarterback who has two Super Bowl rings, I don't really care about anything else. I'm going to be scared as hell playing in the playoffs.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no. Pittsburgh, if they, if they play, play the Patriots, Patriots, it's going to be tough. Same, same with Kansas, Kansas City. Though. Though. I mean, people, people are sleeping on Kansas City,
0: Kansas
1: City a little bit. No, I'm not. <laughs> that, people, my, my friends are. But that, that Kansas Pittsburgh, City team is dangerous. They are. But Pittsburgh is dangerous, too, and I, I think they're going to win this game. game. I, I think they'll, they'll win it pretty soundly, but also at the same time, time. I, wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if surprised it was close. Because I think if Miami gets the front game, they stay in this one.
0: Yep. I think that that's true, and I I picked the Steelers as well, but I believe it's because of the, the San Antonio Spurs theory where uh, you know there's teams that are t- tried and tested that know how to get it done when it matters, and uh, I think Pittsburgh's going to show a gear that they haven't shown in the last six or seven weeks that's going to make everyone go, oh, yeah, you know, they're pretty good. In the first five yeah, weeks right. of the season, they were probably the best team in the NFL. So. Yeah, yeah when, when, they're when they're
1: going good, man, they're tough, tough to, stop. to stop, and, and I totally, totally agree with to that. that. they, they got a tried and true team. team. They're, they're battle-tested tested now. You know, Big, Big Ben, he has to play, play
0: well, as you said, said but when he gets hot, man, and he, he can get hot any time. time. Yeah, so I'm going go to yeah, go with Pittsburgh there. Um, side note on the whole thing, the Miami receiving core, I actually really, really like that receiving core they have down there. Um, Devontae Parker is an athletic just specimen. Um, I don't know. I, I think that if Miami is able to put up, you know, I think that the magic number to hit in that game will be like 28, like first team to 28.
1: Probably. Probably. And, Miami's and Miami's got a good defensive line with uh, Sue and Wake there. So, so if they can get pressure, pressure on Big Ben and, you know, keep him from, from making big plays, plays. again, yeah, they, they, they could, could keep, keep it close. Miami has, has the option to make it close outside of the quarterback who's back, back up. up. But I, I think, think I'm with you.
0: Yeah, and if Pittsburgh's up by 14 points and there's three minutes left and they run an inside carry, Sue's going to try to rip somebody's head off.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: That's another thing to watch for. But now here we go Sunday night. The big one. Um, New York traveling to Lambeau, I believe?
1: Yes, the, the, the Packers, Packers are hosting the Giants.
0: Jesus. In week 13, that would have been the most unlikely scenario to end up ever. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see how you're going to go on this. This is the big marquee one that everybody's obviously going to be tuned in for. It's on Fox. Um, ESPN has the Oakland-Houston game, and Fox has the Giants-Packers game. So kudos to Fox for that one. <laughs> but, uh okay, so what? how do you feel about this one? Start with the Giants. Let's go through the Giants. All
1: right. My, My thing, thing with this Giants team that, that I think hurts them, That because, because everybody said, oh, well, they're, they're back, back in the playoffs. Last, last time they were there, they won the Super Bowl, and Eli has, history. Eli has history. the history. Two things that I think hurt, hurt them. them were, one, one, Tom, Tom Coughlin's not there anymore. Not there anymore. I know he, it was last year. years there, they didn't do very well, but he's a great coach, and he could go up against Belichick and some of the best. So, you know, Ben, ben McAdoo, McAdoo I, I guess he was there under you but you, you got to see you know, 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 you the, the, the second, second thing is that if you look at those two Giants teams that won two you they were, were the hottest team. team. They were the they version the the Packers at that time. time. They know, you know, you know, in a row, coming in hot. This team's been pretty good all year. They've been favored in a lot know, games. I don't know, if know, are favored in this one, but a lot of people are picking them. The last time they went to a playoff know, you know, you know, that, that was the year, year after they won the Super Bowl. Bowl. So so when, when, when people, people bet on, on Manning, he usually lets them down. Them down. It's when, when people start ignoring him when
0: is when he talks. gets caught. Which is why, <laughs> it, yeah, not to interrupt you, but it's, it, that's exactly what you were saying earlier with the backpedaling in. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Like, they've been really bad. So uh, I, this is almost, that's why people, I guess, are, are seeing the comparisons and drawing those lines. Strong defense and oftentimes slept on. I mean, they're a sixth seed in the postseason, so it's not like they're coming in favorites... Uh, so you, you think that this is similar to the 2011 team? Not similar? Where are you?
1: Well, no. So my thing, my thing, thing was, they, they haven't been good as of late, but, but for, for mo- like like the most, most part, part of the season, season they've been a favorite team in most of their most games. games. You know, you know they, they were expecting to, to make playoffs. playoffs. They're they're, they're backing back in. in. They're, they're not hot like the 11 team. The 11 team won their last three games which was on fire going to that. I don't know. I don't get me wrong. They get on a run here and they have the history there, but without Tom Coughlin and I don't, I don't see them being, being as good or, or as strong as those Super, super Bowl winning teams. teams. Right. And, I don't, I don't know, that's just my feeling. Like like I know this, they'll, they'll probably come out and kill Green, Green Bay. Bay.
0: <laughs> I would never bet against Eli Manning in the playoffs. Nope. Nope. Uh, Green Bay, how do you feel about Green Bay?
1: As someone, as someone who likes, likes Lions, they're, they're probably the most annoying team to watch in the league because all the Detroit had to do was win one game. They, they, won, they won the division, but, you know, Rodgers called a shot. He hit a shot. They've been clicking as of late. They've, they've got to be with the in the, in the playoffs right now right the way they've they been playing. Yep. Remind me of that Super Bowl team, team they had. Yep. A couple a couple of, of, six, six years, years
0: ago, whatever it was. was. So their problems are obvious too, okay. which is the which is the scary thing about them. It's not like we're going to find out that they have flaws. They are they are a flawed team. I mean, they they don't have a running back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like they have no, like, they have flaws they have flaws that are very very apparent and I think that's what makes them scary is that they're able to overcome those where every single team knows the blueprint to beat Green Bay at this point. Like, they know what you have to do, but they don't know how to do it. And I think that the, yeah. scary, the scariest thing about Green Bay right now is that they walk into the playoffs with the swagger of the hottest team in football, like you mentioned, but also that that they're going to look at you like friggin' Eminem in the last rap of 8 Mile. He's going to tell you exactly what's wrong with him, and there's you're not going to be able to do anything about it. And Aaron Rodgers is so dangerous, especially come postseason time with his feet and his mobility. I think Green Bay, above all else, has the ability to to put up points on this defense. And if Eli doesn't do Eli things, um, they've kind of been relying on the defense. And so you think back to that Dallas game where you know all it was was a sh- an absolutely shitty Eli game, and then he threw a six yard slant that Eli that Odell took seventy yards. Like, that was the only spark of offense. So I think Green Bay is going to make them have to score points, and I don't know if they're going to be able to do it. Um, knowing this, like like you just said, I'm probably saying all this, and, and Green Bay is going to come out and get shut out. I have no idea. But uh, in my opinion, I think Green Bay is going to score too many points for Eli to keep up. But that's just my thought on it. Do you think the Giants or the Packers win that game?
1: I've seen them going back and forth on this one all week. I'm still kind of going back and forth on it. But they're at Lambeau... That's, that's a hard, hard place, place to go and, go and win. win, although, although Eli's two probably, besides the Super, Super Bowl wins, most famous playoff wins came at Lambeau. But, I mean, Lambeau's a hard yeah. place to play. I think he's 2-0 there in the playoff. I know, yeah. both,
0: both times in the Super
1: Bowl and he won, won at Lambeau, Lambeau, so that's not, not a good sign. sign. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> Green Bay's really hot right, <laughs> right now, and it's, it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a close game. A lot of these games are going to close, and people think this one definitely. Um... So, so I'm, I'm going to roll, roll Green, Green Bay. Bay, that's one one my guy's God's telling me, but, but this, this
0: one would go either way, it's hard, hard one to pick. pick. So that would, uh, that would see us with Green Bay, Seattle, um, Pittsburgh, and you said Houston. Yes.
1: yes.
0: So, I'll tell you this now, no, uh, the, no, the four home teams have never all won on the wild card weekend. Really? Yeah, so this would have to be the first time that that has happened. Um I, I have picked the exact same games. I don't know where exactly it would go differently. Um, the three games that seem obvious uh, all before the Sunday night game um, hopefully give us some turns and some twists to them, but, but for the most part, this seems like a pretty dull card weekend, um, it, it, except for the last game on Sunday night.
1: It's funny because two years ago when the Patriots uh, and they won, won the, the Super Bowl, Super Bowl. All, all the, the wild card games were boss and then the 4, four o'clock, o'clock one was Detroit and Dallas. Dallas. And it, and was, a, it was, was a pretty interesting game. It was the one, one where um, they threw, threw past past the passenger parents flag on Dallas, and they picked the flag up, and then Romo got the ball back,
0: and let the, the game win a drive. So maybe, maybe that, you know, history it repeats, repeats itself? I, don't know. <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> I sure hope so. Um, all right, let's just go over a couple quick things now before I let you go. Um, first and foremost, MVP race. Who do you got and why? All right, all
1: right so, so I... If it was, it was up, up to me if I was the one to pick it. I actually I wouldn't, wouldn't give, give it to, to one sole player. I would, I would give, give it to the Dallas, Dallas Cowboys offensive line. line. I think, I think that, that they have been the most dominant unit the entire season. season. I, don't I don't think it gets close. close. Like, Whoever like, the second-best second best offensive line is doesn't even touch nope. them. But that, that said, they're not, not going to give it to an offensive line. Tom Brady obviously has to be in the consideration, but voters, you know, everyone, he um, didn't win the All-Pro today. They gave it to Matt Ryan which is probably, probably foreshadowing what's going to happen, happen come MVP voting time. Voting time. Correct. With, with the four games, games missed, so I I don't, I don't think, think they're going to be able to Brady. I think it's going to go to Matt that,
0: Ryan, um, which, which I don't I, mind. I, I, like I like Matt Ryan. He's a BC he kid. Had a couple down years
1: there, there so, so it's nice to see him kind, him kind of get back
0: on the spotlight. I think that's who's going to win it. Cool. I like that pick. For me, it comes down to two guys. It's Matt Ryan and it's Aaron Rodgers. The other ones, obviously, you know, the Zeke Elliott's, the Cowboys offensive line, which I love. Um, Brady, Dak, uh, guys like that. I mean, even to a certain extent, you could talk about guys like Stafford. um, Had fantastic seasons, and this is as tight as an MVP race has ever been, I think, in the NFL. Wide open. I know. This is the first time that a bet doesn't feel obvious. You know what I mean? So, I I agree with your pick of Matt Ryan. I think it it should be Matt Ryan. Um, And at the end of the day, I think that they're going to give it to Matt Ryan. Um, Aaron Rodgers, for me, would be the second one, but if you're going to ask me – if you're going to hand me a ballot right now and you're going to ask me to fill out who my most valuable player is, uh, I'm going to pick a player that is the most valuable player in the NFL simply because he's not playing right now, and that's Derek Carr. Um, oh, yeah. I
1: totally I agree. agree. He, he took, took that team, team from you – know, he didn't leave that team, team totally, totally took to of the Super Bowl, Super Bowl race.
0: Or, yeah. I mean, you look at the drop-off from him to Matt McGloin, and there's never probably been another drop-off like that in the history of the NFL. I mean, he disappears and their, their Super Bowl disappears. Um, I, th- I think that Derek Carr proved, if, if we're going to call it an MVP, and that V is going to be the most prominent letter in that, then the word valuable is defined by your ability to bring value to a team. It's pretty apparent at this point that Derek Carr was the most valuable player to his team at this point. So
1: right.
0: I'm going to go with Derek Carr if you make me vote, and uh, you know that, that's just because of the fact that they are awful without him. So. Derek Carr, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Brady, Dak, Zeke are probably your six that are going to get votes. Um, oh, side note, I didn't even tell you to, to prepare for this, but is, who's your rookie of the year, Dak or Zeke? Um, Man, that's, man, that's tough.
1: tough. I, I, I think, think they, they might do a if thing where they split, split it, it, but if, if they, they don't split, split it, 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 I think it's I think he's been have more valuable. in the sense that When you, you saw Roman, Roman go out there against the Eagles, he moved the ball pretty well. And so it kind of makes me think that if Tony Roman never got hurt, Zay is still would be doing the same, and the Cowboys probably are still in the same spot there. They might have lost one, one more game, they're going to dump dumb but pick, but I go Zeke Zeke with Kelly rookie there. Game.
0: I do too. I think Zeke is more yeah. important than Dak because Dak has a backup behind him that's been an All-Pro. <laughs> so okay, and, yeah. One, one, one
1: thing though, I just I want to mention: mention. I, didn't I didn't put, put Aaron on my MVP only because the MVP is taking consideration the whole season. Yes, he has the numbers, but they throw like six hundred times a game. And, you know, you know but that, that first... first selling, so he got, he got off, off the, the second, second half, half what, but the whole, the whole year, year, it's, it's been bad. Matt Ryan. And I, 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 I think, think it's, it's
0: a to to so. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Um, Aaron Rodgers, to me, is in the same boat as Brady, where you have a chunk of a season missing. One quite literally, and the other just... Um, they were awful. They were so bad. Yeah,
1: were bad. Washington crushed that.
0: I know. and, and people, I, So I obviously work for Coward, and one of his takes he was really heavy on it all year was that Minnesota just has a better team than green Bay.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then that, that, didn't go so hot near the end of it. But. Yeah, it, didn't it so Although Sam Bradford has, has the,
1: the completion percentage, percentage record, record. Oh, congrats, is, uh...
0: congratulations, to Sam Bradford and his sleeves. Um, <laughs> let's end this with two quick categories. We're going to go with our biggest surprise of the season, positive and our biggest surprise, negative, um, that biggest bust for the second one. But, who, to you, was the best surprise that you encountered this season as either a fantasy fan, a football fan, anything like that? What is your biggest surprise? I got two. I mean, I the, two. mean the,
1: the obvious easy one is Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott and the way the Cowboys, Cowboys have, have been. I think anybody, anybody can see that. that. They, they went from 4-12. Everyone, everyone thought, thought we'd getting, getting rolled back, you're yeah. Zeke. They would be they back in the playoff hunt. Didn't I didn't think, think they would be one seed. That has to be probably the biggest surprise the entire season. They went on a 10-game winning streak or something. But... Another, Another surprise no we really talks about, because it way, way, way back, back in the beginning, beginning of the season, was uh, the play of Jimmy Garoppolo before his injury. Yeah. He looked, he looked really good. I mean, I know the Patriots are stacked around them, and, you know, they, Miami was a playoff team, and he was, was tearing them off. off. And,
0: uh, he had three touchdowns so. by halftime, right? Yeah. yeah and, you,
1: you, know, you, you know, know, he did blow out shoulder. a huge, huge game. He probably would have had a huge one against the Bills and the Texans, too, so. Yeah. He looked really cool to start I thought he would do well, but... He'd way, way exceeded exceed my, my expectations, expectations.
0: Okay, that's a great point. So moving forward for the Patriots franchise, what well, who's our quarterback in, in three years? See, See that, that is a, another, another one, one of these questions, questions where I've gone back and, back and forth on it. And,
1: and the way the way it. and the way I think of it, the way that helps me sleep, sleep at night is, is that, that the guy, guy in position to make that call is Bill Belichick. Yep. If and you're asking one person that call, I'd kill
0: Belichick. So if next week, next year... With three days to go before our first game of the season, Tom Brady gets the Lawyer Malloy treatment. Remember Lawyer Malloy treatment, where I don't
1: remember, I remember they,
0: they, they cut, cut him, him, and, and then the yep, and the Bills signed him for our Week Two matchup against them. Um, so if with three days to go, we pull off a move that sends Tom Brady to Denver for, I don't know, freaking Demarius Thomas and two first round picks or something stupid I mean, not, like that. I, I don't know, but a ma- like if we. If there's a move that, that sees Brady Lee right before the season next season, you're telling me that because it's Bill Belichick, you'll be able to just be like, "I'm really sad, but I believe in it."
1: I'd, I'd be, heartbroken, be heartbroken, but at the same, same time, I, I would, would believe, believe in him because, because we've, seen we've seen it happen before. before. I, I'll, I'll never forget. I, I was so pissed, pissed when, when they, they let, let Welker walk. Yeah, um, they, they, they let Odell Denver, walk. um, yeah. and it turns out, man, Edelman in a lot of ways, I mean, he doesn't have, have the numbers that Welker had, but he's been way more valuable than Welker, Welker, Welker ever was, and mm-hmm. then, yeah. they, they don't trade Jamie Collins mid-season like, like he was nothing, you know, that, that guy was an all-pro last year, year and, and their defense, defense got, got better, so, so you know, he sometimes his moves he he do backfires, so I think this guy has a perfect, perfect track, track record, but, but he tends to make the right call the football team, and, you know, if he traded break next year with, like, a lawyer, like you said, people around you would be up in arms, and... What, what are you, you doing? Do, bill, blah, 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 blah blah blah, and, and probably, probably work, work out, out for them. them so. yep, you know,
0: no, that's, that's why I, I trust Belichick. And and his moves. That's a great point. Um, so my biggest surprise of the season, going sort of along those lines, was the play of David Johnson, um, a player who emerged as one of the league's most you know well-rounded and versatile backs in an in an era where it's getting increasingly clear that you know, running backs are a hot commodity. Anybody who played fantasy football knows that this year. I mean, how hard was it to find a second running back on your franchise for some teams, even one. So David Johnson for me became one of those steady, consistent players that you're going to probably not even think about um, for the next five to six years. And he's going to continue to do the all purpose thing. until we look back at his career and go, Oh my God, you know, this guy's been doing it for X amount of years and suddenly has all these records. So for me, David Johnson was one of the biggest surprises of the season in a positive way. Um, how do you feel about David Johnson? I
1: think he's a stud, and, and the reason I didn't I put, him put him on my biggest surprises because not, not that I expected the kind of numbers you put up, up but I expected him to be really well on that offense. offense. And, you know, he exceeded expectations. He was, he was awesome this year. year. Mean, I mean, he's an all-purpose guy. Can run, catch, do everything. score twenty touchdowns total. Like, guys, awesome. I
0: saw him. I was at the Rams game last weekend. Pray for me because that was one of the worst football games I've ever seen in my life. And David Johnson did get hurt, but in the first five minutes of that game, they uh, lined him up in the backfield. He had an 11-yard run. They threw him out and they motioned him out of the backfield into the slot. He caught a 25-yard ball, and then he gets hurt. And you just go, on those two plays, you watched him take a linebacker out into the slot and just put him on an island and then just cross him up and it's gone. I mean, this guy is going to be good for a long time. I think they need a quarterback in Arizona. I think Carson Palmer's all done. Um, and I think it's a direct curse from him saying that Tom Brady got what he deserved, but uh, that, that's another thing for another time. Uh, Arizona, I think, it has a really bright future ahead. You could consider them one of the biggest busts of the season in the way that they just – that's,
1: that's literally where Arizona was this one. one. That, that was my biggest – Is that your biggest, biggest bust? That, that was, was my biggest, biggest bust. bust. Go right Arizona. into it. Go right into it. Uh, uh, I, so, so my, my thing, thing with them, I bashed on them, them all offseason simply because of what the media, media was making. Out. The media crowned the team's Super champ before the season even started. Which, which I, I hate I when media does that. that, so I was bashing them for that, that but I expect, I expect them to, to be in the thick of things. things. I, expect, I them expect them to get a buy. I, mean, I mean, their, their offense, offense, they've been they a ton of time on that team, team. And, and I, I think, think oh oh God, God, that first loss that against Jimmy Garoppolo, against, against the, the Patriots, just set them off on the wrong foot, and they, they could never recover. I mean, they had some games, they beat Seattle They blew up Tampa Bay, but they just could never be too inconsistent. Just Just a disappointing disappointing season overall overall for what was was supposed to be their their best season in franchise history.
0: history. You could carbon copy your biggest bust and do it for me, too, with the Carolina Panthers.
1: Oh, Oh, yeah, I Well, I I thought thought they dropped off not as much as they did. I agree with you on on that one. one, Right. So
0: so here's the reason. That first game, they go to Denver, and Cam gets rocked. He was hit in the face. He was hit in the head uh, like ten times, no flags, nothing. And that set the whole thing up. Because now there's the complaining. Now there's the I'm not protected like other quarterbacks. There's people talking about friggin' posture. Like, what are we talking about right now? So I, I think yeah, Carolina I wouldn't. Think. Yeah, they're the biggest disappointment for me this season. I bet them at over 10.5 wins this year. Because I figured for, to go from 15 wins down to 10 would be a five-game drop, which is a huge drop. And they went, what, eight-game drop from that? I mean, that's just disgusting. Yeah. Crazy. They're bad. They they were really bad. So that was my biggest disappointment. The other one would probably be the uh, Rams and the return of NFL football in quotation marks to the city of Los Angeles. Um, all right, they two, too, two,
1: right? Two, right. What's that? No, they were three and one. Oh, oh
0: three, three and, and one. one
1: yeah. yeah. Do
0: you know what they finished?
1: Four, four and twelve. And
0: twelve. Yep. <laughs> that, it was really bad. And you want to know something? They won one home game all season. And, I to get Seattle. Seattle. and they didn't score a touchdown.
1: <laughs>
0: there was not a game that was won at home by the Rams, which they scored a touchdown in.
1: That is pathetic.
0: That is so bad. Um, we will end this conversation and um, that note with the Los Angeles Rams in the forefront talking about a shitty wildcard weekend with a shitty team. So I uh, really appreciate you coming on, Luke. Um, any, one more time, just plug your podcast if someone wants to go listen to it.
1: Yeah, yeah um, so, so my, my show is called, called The Cut. cut. It's, it's on SoundCloud. Literally, it's just the underscore cut. Um, give, give us a, a listen. listen. You, know, you know, if you have some time, I think it's pretty, it's pretty funny. funny. And we have, we have some, some good, good insightful points. So, so. Awesome. Thank, thank you
0: for me. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, man. And, uh, you know, we'll talk again probably, you know, if, if this gets responded to well, we'll talk before the divisionals as well. All
1: right. Thank, thank you. It was a pleasure.
0: Thanks, Luke. Take care, man.